0: Hi, I'm James Schilling-Law, and I'm here with a familiar face, if you've been watching us the past year, uh, Alex Sharp, who is the president and CEO of Signature Travel Network, which is one of the largest cooperatives, uh, agency groups in the country and uh, highly regarded. And they just finished their annual conference, which unfortunately I couldn't attend, but we're going to talk about that and the state of signature, the state of signatures agents advisors i should say uh, with alex on insider travel report now um, alex first of all great to see you where are you you back in back in florida now
1: i'm back home for a couple of days and then uh, i get back on the road like everyone it's uh, it's a busy season
0: yeah absolutely and as i said i'm i'm headed over to europe now and uh, it's going to be busy until the probably much the middle of December. But let, let's talk about the conference you you just finished in November. Uh, you had it out in Vegas. Uh, you had it at a a, a new venue, the Venetian. Um, tell us a little bit about how successful was that conference for, for you?
1: It was great. I mean, I have to say it was uh, healing in many ways. Right? I mean. It worked from a, you know a technical perspective. There was great training. There was great you know participation, but more than anything, right? I think this industry needs to be together. Those are the types of people we are, and and so from that per, from that side, it was it was incredibly healing to be all together under one roof, and 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 those that were comfy, right? The hugs and the rest of it was was certainly. Uh, it was helpful. It was, no, it was long needed after two years.
0: Yeah, and I hear you had over 1,000, 1,142 advisors uh, in Vegas, and I think uh, yeah. you had about 400 plus of them were first time attendees, and you also had about uh, almost 600 preferred partners, right?
1: Yeah, it was a good group. We're about 1,700 all in, a bunch of new folks, which is, you know, it was partially because we have some new members, also because, you know, I think there are some folks who, who maybe you know don't get out to the conference on a regular basis, but needed it this year, and, right. and so they came out. Well, so people,
0: so. people actually, they weren't afraid of COVID. They wanted to hunt at this conference, and they would go, right?
1: For sure, for yeah. sure. It was it was really fun to have everyone there.
0: Well, let's talk also about how you're doing. Uh, how, how, is, uh, how how are sales looking? Well, we're almost out of 2021, so so let's talk about 22. What are what are sales like for your members uh, uh, for 22?
1: Yeah, they've, they've been good, right? I think that's what's kept everyone engaged through this last six months because it's been a trudge the last six months. You know, between we were we were kind of on a high and then Delta hit and everyone went, oh crap, you know, what are we going to do? And now, even after our conference, now we're talking about Omicron and the right. rest of it. And, uh, and so the 22 sales is what's really kept people engaged because they're looking at this huge opportunity for 22. Uh, our cruise sales are... We have more cruise sales on the books today for 2022 than we did in all of 2019. You know, we look at our land sales are up significantly, Mm -hmm. same time last year. Our hotel sales have been really strong domestically, and now we're starting to really grow internationally as the world, you know, opens up. And so, you know, I think that's been the lifeline. Um, You know, Frank Del Rio did a, a, a talk, and I think it wasn't the one at conference, it was another time he addressed our members and he said, you've made it this far, you know, he says, you can't quit now. And that's how we
0: reap reap the rewards. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's just, I mean, when you think about the, the, you know, the couple billion dollars in business we have on the books for 2022 and you start translating that into commissions, you say, wow, with 211 agencies and you know, the advisors, there's a lot of money to be had and still a lot more to be booked.
0: Now, uh, uh, are you seeing any, are you getting any feedback, and it's really soon, about this Omicron virus, if it is affecting booking so far? Is anybody, are are you hearing cancellations? Uh, People just not care anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, you do hear um, an occasional cancellation. Certainly, people are concerned. They're not, I would say, on a whole, this is anecdotal, that they're not concerned about Omicron. They're concerned about getting stuck, and that's what we've heard for the last several months, about all this stuff, right? They're they're if they're traveling, by and large, they're they're fully vaccinated, right? They've had their booster, many of them. They're ready to go, and so uh, the the concern though is, well, gosh, I still want to go to South Africa. I still want to go on that cruise. I still want to do that. But will I get stuck? Right. And uh, and for for obvious reasons, but maybe it's a you know heck when you think about traveling right now. You and I were just talking about this. You're going to Europe. If you get stuck, are you there for Christmas? Right. Right? How long are you stuck for? What other obligations will you miss? So it's those things that I think run through people's heads from a, from an advisor perspective, though, even if there aren't cancellations, there's huge phone volume, right? Everyone's got questions. What are the new regulations? How do I handle it? When do I have to get tested? All those things, which, you know, is a pain in the rear. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time reinforces the value of a travel advisor, both to the customer, and also to the supplier, because the suppliers, in many cases, can't answer the phones with just new bookings, let alone the questions that come along with the rest of this. So it's uh, it's an important time where we continue to, to kind of prove our value. But I do think that people who are, who are booked to travel now are certainly ready to travel. Those that are maybe a bit nervous and have future bookings, it makes them think, well, should I push it out even further? right? Everyone needs something on the books to look forward to. But will they take Q2 and Q3 bookings for next year and move them later if they think this Omicron thing is going to be a bigger deal? And we'll know in the next few weeks. And I actually think, and not to get into the politics of it, but, um, you know, the science part of it has to catch up to the politics. And I certainly understand why people act quickly, right, to try and, you know, protect but now, like we've talked about, we're going to follow the science, I hope, right, and, and figure it out. A lot of what I've read is that it's a pretty mild strain. It spreads quickly, but it's mild.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I, I keep hearing, you know, you'll get uh, muscle soreness for a couple of days. Well, hell, come to my house and put up Christmas lights. I had muscle <laughs> soreness for a week. <laughs> So I would take a couple of days, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, a lot I of think, unknowns.
0: I think you're right. And then we're we're all rushing. And of course, governments are rushing to, what do what they also, CYA, cover your ass? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, this kind of thing where people are just rushing to judgment before the science is in. And uh, I think that's a mistake, but it seems to be what, how governments uh, and, and even airlines and people like that operate. Uh, you know, we're getting every day uh, some other new regulation, some other testing requirement. Um, hopefully, not quarantine. Uh, although, if it is quarantine, well, I'm. I hear the con Christmas markets are really good these days. You know, maybe I'll uh, enjoy that for a little while. But now, let's let's talk a little bit about one of the things. And even during COVID, uh, uh, in the past year, you've added a lot of partners. Uh, I think I, I read you added about a hundred new hotels, most in the North America. Uh, uh, you know, and, and your preferred hotel bookings are up about 500% over 2020 and even, you know, probably almost approaching 2019. And you mentioned earlier, some of it's going to be above 2019, right?
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, we haven't, uh, we've added a lot of hotel partners. We haven't added a lot of land or cruise partners. Um, but the hotel partners, anything we added was really in response to what, what is the need? right? So a lot of those hotels are domestic hotels. So we broadened our portfolio here domestically uh, in Mexico, in Latin America, in the Caribbean a bit. When you look at it on the cruise side, we added a American queen, right? And, right. and so the, again, a domestic product on the land side, primarily what we added, right, was a, another home rental company, uh, a, a luxury RV company, right? So those were things we're just trying to plug holes, right, as as demand had shifted. Uh, but by and large, the, the focus is to just stay loyal to those who have stayed loyal to us and make sure we're delivering, you know, a disproportionate value to them in 2022.
0: Absolutely. But and also beyond just uh, more uh, supplier partners, you've also been busy on the program front and all with your technology and everything else. I understand, you know, you, you've got uh, enhancements to your Uh, cruise booking tool the signature cruise pro Uh, you've got enhancements to uh, a a lot of different things your air platform signature air talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, you don't have to talk about all of them because you've done so many but what are some of the key uh, advancements and key programs that you uh, unveiled at the sales conference or earlier at the owner's uh, event earlier this year
1: well, I think there's a couple of things, right? We, our mission statement, and I'm not a big mission statement guy, but ours is very succinct, right? You know, it's we're going to serve our members. And then the three pillars are technology, marketing, and training. And we're going to do it through and with our preferred partners, right? So we, we've really focused on staying focused on that, right? And, and so from a technology perspective, it's about creating uh, deepening the relevance of the advisor and then efficiencies, right? There's fewer advisors per agency right now. I mean, that's just the, the state of the industry and they have more demand on right. their time and a harder job. So how do we create efficiency? So mm-hmm. things like, you know, we licensed Sherpa for every single advisor mm-hmm. so that they had a very easy way to update and uh, their customers and keep them updated with, you know, sending them links that they, would refresh regularly and that kind of thing. So we we did that. Um, Signature Cruise Pro is is a great example of creating efficiencies. And, uh, you know, heck, who wants to be on hold right now? You know, a lot of the cruise lines have had a hard time rehiring and we get that. Um, and there's a lot of changes and that kind of stuff. So, so we focused on the things that we thought would drive the most value. And because we're owned by our travel agency owners, right? That, that's what we're. That's what we do. We're not out trying to create, uh, you know, a new press release or or the next great thing. We're just trying to figure out how we serve them in the best way, and that's the way we we approached it. We continued to invest. Um, our capital projects continued to move forward all the way through COVID, and you know, we're proud to be able to do that. You mentioned uh, the Signature Air, which is you know that for us was. When I looked at when we looked at uh, the demand, he we said, well, gosh, a customer who might have booked their own air before uh, absolutely wants an advisor to own the entire the entire vacation package. They, they want to understand how, how the covid regulations impacted because I'm flying through London. And so that makes it different, even though, you know, I booked them on a trip to to Italy. And and so what we found is we had some cruise only uh, agencies or we had some agencies that didn't have a GDS. And so we came up with a, a multi-pronged solution for them that, that allows them to, to work through our member, our partner frosh and uh, and fulfill on the air side. And, you know, gosh, so many agencies and, and advisors, as you know, over the years said, Oh gosh, you know, since the commission cuts, you can't make money on air. Huh. And all the big guys just giggle, right? They said, yeah. We make great money on air and uh, you know, these guys are earning commissions on domestic tickets. They're earning, you know, great commissions on the international over the water stuff. And so it's another great opportunity for them to not only serve their customer better, but put some more money in their pocket.
0: No, absolutely. And those are two two big advancements. I know, that, I know I've, I've been writing about that for a while, although I'll admit that for the first 10 years after the commission cuts and caps, I, I told most travel advisors don't bother with the air because you're not making any money. Well, I was wrong. And I talked to a few people about 10 years later and I wrote a story called Make Money Selling Air, which was at the time was, you know, we're, we're talking 10 years ago and, and uh, uh, people realized why live money on the table? Uh, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, it's it's a great opportunity. Again, we need to own the entire booking, right? We need to serve those customers the right way and that's a great way to do it. But But also, you know, selling air, selling insurance, charging fees, those are also ways that people can earn additional incremental revenue. And in the case of insurance and fees, you get it sooner than the commission on when people travel. Right. You know, so
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, on the marketing front, uh, you've done a lot. You always do a lot. Uh, you know, I understand you're, you're you're ramping up your your leads for travel advisors and with their brand messaging. You're offering a bunch of tools to customizing emails, direct mail publications, things like that. Uh, and you also are seeing strong email engagement. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the marketing front and how you've actually, it's been a challenge, I'm sure, over COVID uh, when you you actually weren't selling, but you were getting people interested.
1: Yeah, it was difficult, right? Marketing is a big uh, revenue stream for any consortia, for any agency. It's a critical piece. Um, but, you know, when I think back uh, to, you know, previous uh world events right in 9 11 the financial crisis all the rest of it my predecessor michelle morgan who was a marketing person you know she would say the same thing every time she would say look if small business owners medium-sized business owners are given you know if they have to cut expenses they will cut marketing right because it's easier than cutting people it's easier than cutting you know looking at other tougher expenses and people can't afford to cut marketing, right? So we made the, the decision early on that we were not going to allow people to stop marketing. So we just, the good news is right. As a cooperative, everybody's in our program. We've got four and a half million households in our database and in a couple of million on the e-marketing database. And we just kept marketing to them. Initially yeah. just inspirational messaging, then informational. And now, more tactical and a combination of those things. But we've been driving leads and interest to the members, you know, from back in April of 2020, and at no cost to them, because we knew that they A, couldn't afford it, and B, if they even if they could afford it, they'd probably put the money elsewhere. And right. so it was extremely hard uh, for us because there were many, many partners who had zero budget, right? Didn't know what to market if they were gonna market. And so in many cases we had to we had to create content and create opportunities and and just push it out there to keep our agencies and advisors names in front of their customers and keep right. people thinking about them. So we're seeing the 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 benefits of that now. We're seeing people who, you know, have cultivated that. Our ask of the agencies and the advisors was think about your list, right? Clean up your list, dig in. We've done Uh, our team's done a really nice job of of just kind of going through people's lists with them and working on database cleansing and it's such a silly little thing but gosh our database is around like 15 or 20 percent just from that during COVID so take that time right the whole notion of don't waste the crisis and and that kind of thing so you know we've been fortunate we really have been and we're coming out the other side we're seeing the the, the, the benefits uh, of, of the work that we put in for the last 20 months.
0: Well, in, sort of in closing, where, where do you see Signature today? Where do you see the industry today? Uh, you know, and yeah, we're kind of waiting for this latest Omicron variant to see if it's going to cycle through and uh, maybe we can start dealing with this. I mean, we're going to have to deal with COVID for a long time. I don't think it's going to evaporate overnight. But, it, you know, when everybody looks at the numbers for 22 and 23, Everybody's sort of, like, this is going to be a great year and the next year is even going to be better. Uh, but And I assume that's what you're seeing. Uh, is is this all hopeful or are we, we looking at a good good things ahead?
1: I, I think we are absolutely looking at good things ahead. Um, there's no doubt, right? I don't want to diminish the fact that we're all going to have scars from this, right? right. Um, mental, psychological, maybe even some physical scars from this. Um, it hasn't been easy. But when i think about the condition the network is in i feel very very confident that you know 22 for us people keep saying when's it going to get back to normal right i say you know i don't know what normal looks like uh, as i said earlier right our in the case of cruise our cruise sales are already bigger than they were in 19 so i don't know is that normal no <laughs> but i look at 22 as an opportunity to get back but I'm more interested in what's the potential. And I think the potential is absolutely huge. Right. You know, when people say, when's my business gonna get back to normal? Well, on an advisor level, I think you could produce as much in 22 as you ever did in 2019. I believe that. You know, if you look around your office, there's probably a few less or a couple less advisors, right? There's certainly more demand for advisors, right? The people need us more. So right. the opportunity to earn and, and earn more effectively is there for 22. Um, but when I think about rebuilding the teams and the rest of it, gosh, 23 could be off the charts, but you're right. We're we're not done navigating this thing. and And it's going to be something that's in our lives for the years to come. Right. So you can't get too high or too low. You just got to keep pushing forward.
0: Absolutely. And that's, words to live by because uh, that's what we kind of do. And uh, just you're talking about cruising. I've actually been on 18 cruises this year uh, in different ships. And and some of them were not real cruises. Some of them were two-day things. Some of them were uh, test cruises. Some of them were owner's cruises. And some were real. Uh, But I've been on 18 different ships uh, this year starting in February. So uh, well, someone of, was
1: desperate for some travel, huh? You'd go to an opening of a drawer at that rate. Come on. I, Lord, I I, I,
0: I, I'm thinking to sell my apartment. I don't think, I don't, I'm just going to live on a ship for a while, but you know, and I don't, I don't, know, I don't just cover ships, obviously, but I, uh, for whatever reason, that's what they were, you know, people, uh, companies wanted us to be aboard and, and get the word out that cruising was good. And that cruising was really one of the safest forms of transportation you can yeah. take. Which, you know, you talk to most people, they say, oh, my God, I don't want to get stuck on a cruise ship. Well, you get stuck in a country, you can stuck anywhere else. But these days, they're not closing the, 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 the ports necessarily. They're not uh, stopping the cruise. They're not, you know, quarantining everybody. And it's not going to happen. And everybody's vaccinated and uh, everybody is, is tested. Right.
1: I'm going for New Year's. So I'm excited. There you go.
0: Well, uh, Alex, hopefully next year, uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll see you next year at some point, but hopefully next year we can attend your conference and, uh, see how you're doing. I assume it's going to be back, uh, in Vegas, uh, about the same time in November.
1: We are right. Well, we're back in Vegas for the next couple of years, at least probably longer than that. Uh, owners meeting in Nashville in September. So hope to see you there as well, but we'll, we'll definitely connect long before that, my friend.
0: I am sure. I'm sorry. I'm not going to see you in con, but, uh, uh, I understand you have some family stuff to do, and uh, good luck with that. And uh, we, we'll definitely be seeing you at the beginning of the year sometime. Great to see you, Alex. You
1: too. Take care. Thanks for everything.
0: I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel
1: Report.